Well, welcome, everybody. Hello, this is Jen Springer. This is Monday night, 7 p.m. Central. And, you know, for those of you who have not heard my story, I'm just going to give you a little snapshot of how I got to where I'm at here in Young Living, which is I'm a platinum right now, and we're on our way to diamond. I'm expecting that to happen definitely sometime this year and sooner than later. Who knows? I don't like to make any promises, but it would be really, really awesome. That's all I have to say. I don't want to project, but uh, let's just say I feel very strongly this this year is the year. But I've been with the company since 2001, and I remember looking up at the sky and thinking, you know, I'm on my way to work, and, you know, you, you, you look through your windshield, and it was like, I think it was, the sun was just coming up. It, I had to be at work at like 6, and I just remember looking through that top of my windshield where the blue, it, you know, was. I don't know, many cars don't have that anymore. Where the, it was kind of like the like built-in sunglasses in the windshield, that blue at the top. And I just remember thinking in my head, you know, whoever is out there listening to me, please send me something, you know, some greater spirit than I am. Send me something to do for a living that won't feel like work and that I will never tire of and I can make a difference in people's lives. Because at the time, I was an engineer for Nissan, and I did uh, quality engineering for the forklift plant that was in Illinois, and I just despised it, you know. (laughs) I felt like I wasn't contributing to other people's lives. You know, yes, doing quality and safety, that is a big deal, but it really, to me, was just not the environment I really wanted to be in until the age of 65. And mind you, I was in my mid-late 20s when this was going on. And to this day, you know, I've been with Young Living since 2001, and I still get excited with everybody that I sponsor, every box that shows up at my front door, as if it was my first time ever enrolled. And it's just such a gift that we have where we can offer people solutions with business and solutions with wellness, you know, with the products, either way. And, you know, when I looked at the company business, I was – interested in network marketing, but I didn't know what it was. I'd been doing my own little business thing since I was a teenager, and my company, Peacock Enterprises, has been incorporated since 1994, and that company did many things. I've, what did it start? Oh, it started out importing tack and horse equipment from England. Okay, that was the first thing. So I made custom bridles, uh, so that was one thing. The second thing that company did was leather repair and blanket repair and blanket washing for horses. And then the third thing that company did was horse antiques. Okay. (laughs) So when they say the first time, if you don't, you know, succeed, try, try again, right? The fourth thing that company did was I actually, at the time when I enrolled in Young Living in 2001, another network marketing company that uh, sells magnets was very popular. And I started, you know, messing around with that for a few months. So I did that and I was doing pretty well with that actually. But I looked at that company and I looked at Young Living just with no emotion, just as business. And I invite you to do this as well. And I will tell you one thing, there's nobody in the history of network marketing that has built multiple network marketing companies simultaneously and blown it up big. But if you're trying to sell multiple product lines, I'm just telling you that. You know, like your upline may say it to you or the leaders will tell you. We're just I'm being honest. I've heard it from many leaders in the industry that have no vested interest in what we do or me or anybody else who, you know, and I heard these numbers, 
it just is the fact. And so I looked and I knew I could only focus on one company. And I'd already started with this other company and it was only like a few months, but I, I looked at Young Living and I'd already joined Young Living. I was just using the product myself, but I love those little bottles and they spoke to me. But I looked at the product and I said, okay, where can I get paid on everything? Not, you know, whether it's a $3.95 lip balm, that's what it was at the time, or three twenty-five at the time, all the way up to the higher-end items. And that answer was yes. And the commission structure in Young Living, being a unilevel, is very uh, conducive to paying out on everything if you're structured correctly. So I'm like, all right, there's one bonus. And I looked at the other company, and I don't even know how that comp plan even worked. I tried to figure it out multiple times. So in that company, that was also true. You get paid on stuff. So I'm like, all right. But the other thing was that was really important to me was finding a product that was consumable. There are a lot of really good companies out there. I mean, I buy multiple products from multiple networking companies just because of my own personal use, you know, like, you know, there's things out there that are fantastic, and I love to support the industry. But one thing you have to look at, and I looked at this when I looked at the magnet company versus the oils, I said, is this product consumable? You know, are they going to keep, is this person who buys my product going to keep ordering it every month? And with the magnet company, the product was so good that it would never be reordered unless they just wanted more or to gift them. But with Young Living, there is, you know, monthly consumables, whether it's lemon oil or lotion or Ninja Red or Thieves, you know, cleaner and all that stuff. So people will be ordering monthly on an auto ship if they're using the product. So, okay, there was a major bonus towards Young Living. And the other big thing was I was looking at ticket items. The other company's ticket, low-end ticket items were about $60. And Young Living's lowest ticket item was like a lip balm, which was less than $4. And I said, wow, you know, if somebody only had $20, I could change their life with a toothpaste that was, you know, non-toxic, a lemon oil, and a lip balm. And so that's what, you know, with emotions aside, that's how I decided to choose Young Living. And, of course, Young Living products are just exciting and amazing and all that jazz. But, mind you, I was looking at it as a business. I didn't know anything about Young Living really at the time. I had just enrolled. And within a few, you know, month or so after I enrolled, I was looking at this objectively as a business person with no emotions. And that's why I chose Young Living. And I found it very easy to tell the stories and have fun with Young Living because the little bottles, face it, we know they speak to you, right? <laughs> and so that's how I started my business. And within six months, I was able to quit my corporate job as an engineer and do Young Living full-time since April of 2002 because I started the business I think it was October, November of 2001 is when I actually started doing, quote, the business part. So that's my story. And actually, I don't think I've told it in that much detail on the Monday night call. So there you go. All right. So let's talk about specials this month. We've got some cool things for 190 PV. You get the 5 mil of Akatea. And if you're on Essential Rewards, you get the grapefruit, the 5 mil of grapefruit. And for 250 PV, you get the Akatea and you get the grapefruit if you're on Essential Rewards. Plus, you get a $20 enrollment coupon, which is very handy if you've got anybody on the fence or you're doing any presentations and you'd like to incentivize people making a decision. Those enrollment coupons are fantastic. And then for the 300 PV, you get the $20 enrollment coupon, you get the Akatea, you get the grapefruit if you're on Essential Rewards, plus you get the pack of Ninja Nitro 
which, as we know, is amazing. It's all the boost and the nourishment to your energy systems in your body without any stimulants that are made from uh, gosh only knows what. I look at those monster drinks, those fluorescent drinks, and I'm like, what? What is in those? <laughs> Besides bromine, which is attacking your thyroid and your breast tissue and everything else in your body where you should have halides like uh, iodine. But anyways, it gets a little scientific there. But Nature Nitro, if you've never had it, make sure you get the 300 PV order in this month because I think just the taste alone, without even knowing the nutritional awesomeness that's in there, the taste alone, that chocolate oil in there, Oh, my goodness. That's all I have to say. This stuff is amazing. And it's a great lift throughout the day, and it nourishes your body in really fantastic ways. If you look at the nutrients in there and you look up those nutrients, it's it's a natural way to just keep yourself going and clear and keep your brain happy as you're going along your day. All right, so tonight is the Monday night call. I don't know how long this is going to last because this is a training that I'm doing, and I could ramble on till 8 o'clock, or I might be done in 20 minutes. So I don't really know, (laughs) but I will not go past the top of the next hour. And if you would like to hear previous recordings, please go to OurSimpleTraining.com, which is spelled out like that, OurSimpleTraining.com. And there's a button there that says Monday Night Calls, and you can, you know, listen to all the calls in the past. And I've been saying this for a while, but I do need to overhaul that site because all those recordings on there is really bogging down the site. And so I might be pulling off some of those in the near future when I get my web chick uh, in line with what I need to do. So we're going to talk about follow-up care with your team. And I'm going to talk about first when you just sponsor a new person, product type user, and then I'm going to talk about supporting your team as teams start to grow and develop. You know, once you enroll somebody, it's like, well, now what do I do? Like, what's the next step? And knowing what it means to be a sponsor is very important in the success of your business. It really is. We do have obligations as a sponsor, and it's outlined in the policy and procedure manual. So then what happens after you sponsor a few people, and then you start to grow teams. It's like, oh, my gosh, now what do I do? And a very different type of support is needed for your team leaders versus product users. And so that's what we're going to go over. But there's no question at all is that, in network marketing or in any business, as a matter of fact, follow-up and taking care of your organization is absolutely paramount for success. And without building relationships with your clients, I like to call my my product users my clients, and your team members, if you don't develop relationships, your business is not going to succeed. And I realized how well I had built relationships with my team back in 2007. I had built my team up, and then I had to step away for a couple years to handle some personal business. And I was still doing, like, conference calls and, you know, things like that, but I really wasn't, quote, working it. And you know you've built good relationships when you – how do you want to say this? You step away a little bit and you are not tending to it 24-7, and then you don't lose your volume, okay? You you know, you, you, it's like my volume went a little bit down, but it was also pretty hard recession, and I didn't do much at the time because I couldn't. You know, with the things that were happening, I was very much distracted into a different way. And so 
I was not able to put the time in that I needed to, and my volume stayed pretty darn solid. It didn't grow at that time, but it stayed solid. And so I'm like, it showed that to me. What it exemplified was I must have built these relationships pretty strong, and that's how I looked at that. Like if I had just built this product line without – how do I say, really getting people to know, like, and trust me and the company, if I had walked away, they that volume would have just gone through the floor. So it's interesting. So when I first started the business, my upline, one of my upline is Doug Mills. And I remember talking to him on the phone and he said, you know, if your organization, without adding new people, your monthly reorder rate is typically 20 to 30% activity rate, we call it. So out of 100 people, 20 to 30 of 100 are going to reorder just regardless. And if you have above 30%, that's very exceptional. And it means you're really following up and you've got a really good system. I mean, if most people that just enroll people and walk away, you're going to get a 20% enrollment, I mean, a purchase every month. It's just the facts. 20% will always order. And then you're going to... Well, I've seen whole legs die, but for the most part, 20% will keep continuing the order with a little bit of maintenance. And above 30% really shows that you are jamming and you're really rocking it. And so there's ways to develop these relationships with your organization. And it really starts when you meet somebody, but then after the enrollment has happened, that follow-up and follow-through is really important. And as your business matures, Nurturing these relationships is really, really important with your builders because those new people wind up being your builders for the most part. So there's a lot of tools that you can use that will help you support your business. And don't recreate the wheel. (laughs) That's one of my biggest things. Find tools that are easy to access, whether they are conference call lines or product education through Young Living or life science publishers, or whatever it is, keep it simple and direct people to those resources, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. And, you know, find out with people how you can assist them. You know, ask them questions like, what information do you need? How do you like, do you like to read stuff? Do you like to listen to stuff? You know, what is your preferred method? Do you like hands-on? You know, are they kinesthetic, right? So would you like assistance with a presentation? If somebody wants to get started doing a business, do they need help? Do they, you know, or do they just type of person that can just run on their own and do it? Some people are like that. You know, and that's really, you know, the questions, becoming a good question generator is one of the critical points of being a good sponsor and a good leader. Because really it's not about what you think they need, it's about what they need. And you've got to ask them the questions versus just assuming and telling them. So, and, you know, another thing is when you get started or you get your people started, be sure to talk to that person and say, you know, I know you're getting started. And if you need any help talking to anybody, let's, you know, we can always set up a three-way or a Skype or we can do a Google Hangout or we can do FaceTime or something like that if you need help talking to somebody. Because sometimes, you know, people at first, they just don't know what to say. So utilize tools. Use conference calls, emails, uh, classes, newsletters, all these things are in place. One of my favorite things is promoting another class and sending people to another class that somebody else is putting together. I can show up, but it also makes me not the expert all the time, which is, I think, a great thing. It actually 
outsources the, quote, expertness, if you know what I'm saying, and you can support other people's classes and be able to, you know, step back and let someone else, you know, leverage, you leverage your time by helping somebody else's class be successful. So when I give to my new people, when they start, of course, as a catalog, and it just depends. Sometimes if they start out with a premium starter kit, they will get a catalog in that, but I will often give them even another catalog because, as we know, people don't throw catalogs away. They just, they just don't. It's, they keep them, especially something as beautiful as Young Living's catalog. So I don't mind giving them two if it just happens to be that way. The second thing I give them is one of those reference guide to essential oils. It's a card that's like a great bookmark from the Higley's, and it's like three ninety five or something like that for twenty five of them. I don't know exact price, but it's less than four dollars for for twenty five of them. So it's very budget friendly. It's also easy to send in the mail if I need to ship it that way. The third thing I give somebody is a welcome letter. And the welcome letter has a list of resources on where to find everything. So there is like a list that says abundant health and then uh, life science publishers and uh, where do you get the desk reference book, which obviously goes back to life science publishers. And here's how you contact me and here's the money I call. And this is blah, 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 blah. Oh, you're a wholesale account. That's what this is. You're a customer. That's what this is, you know, and I, it really just breaks everything down so that, People just have this you know, list of resources so that they can keep that wherever they have their special papers, includes their member number, their passwords, especially if I enrolled them, and then that list of, you know, here's Young Living's phone number, here's Young Living's website, you know, I mean, just basic stuff, a referral sheet and a welcome letter. So they get that. Most of the time we will email it and so they can get it right away to log in again because a lot of people... When after even their first order, they want to order right away again. So we email it to them, and we also will send a hard copy in the mail. And then the fourth thing we give them is a, a separate welcome email that has an essential oil webinar intro in there. Like it's my intro class, but it's a webinar that uh, people can watch. It's like the, the oils 101. <laughs> so they get a, hey, welcome to the team, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that goes to everybody in my organization because of the software that I have. I pull the emails, and then I, uh, Mickey Opper's uh, Wild Family Database, pull those emails, and I send them an email through MailChimp. If you are sending emails out manually through Yahoo or Gmail or anything like that, over you're, you'll get to the point where they won't allow you to send bulk emails, and you'll get shut down. When I first started I had Earthlink, and I would break everybody's emails out into groups of 50. I remember this. I had like a couple hundred people in my group at the time, and I was sending out emails in chunks of 50 or maybe even 25. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. but And it became very labor-intensive. But you can use items like MailChimp or Constant Contact or AWeber to manage your email databases or something, you know, that type of thing. So I'm going to give you a follow-up protocol and I, this is where you're going to get your pens and papers really ready because I'm going to go through in a in a way that you can make a sheet, a checklist for these things that you have to enroll somebody. So immediately after processing the order, like I said, send them the welcome email that has their passwords, their new member information, how to log in and stuff like that. So then also follow up any type of information on anything they purchased. 
So if you have any special snippets on Nature Red or peppermint oil or whatever it is that you have in your arsenal of stuff, you, anything useful that you think might be helpful for them, send that as well at the same time with an immediate, you know, as soon as they enroll. And then call that person back with an exact total and let them know when they should expect their order. And if it's a live event, you know, I still would do that because, you know, when I'm doing a class, I well, at least in this area, I know exactly it's going to be $171.99, $171.99. And I know that is this zip code because you know, everybody is pretty much the zip code. But if you're in a different area and you're not quite sure what it's going to be, just say, hey, I'll just, you know, give you a call or a text, how you want me to reach you, and I'll let you know exact total. Because you're building trust when you're doing these things, okay? And, you know, people want to know, you know, yes, they're going to get the email from Young Living, but still, it's really a good idea to do that because you're building customer service and trust. Remember, it's about building that relationship with that person, not just, oh, yeah, Young Living will send you an email, just look for that, blah, blah, blah. No, if you're doing a, a class and you don't know the exact total, be kind and, and get it to them because then they'll really appreciate that. So about a week after their order date, to, and, and also before, let me rewind a second, before we get into that, when you initially enroll them, also be sure to open the door to the next contact and say, you know, is it okay if I call you in about a week and we'll touch base, any questions to make sure you got everything, blah, blah, blah. So then you actually call them a week later or so, depending on you know how, what kind of shipping you got. And just do a quick five-minute call to make sure they got their order, make sure they opened it, if they have any questions, how have they started to use things. You want to engage them. Oh, well, if you've opened your pan away, what have you done with it? Oh, great, cool, you know, like that kind of thing. And ask them if it's okay to call them every week for the next couple of weeks and explain that this is a way to ensure that they really have a good handle on using what they have. Because I think it's just sad to know that uh, many, many oils are sitting in people's closets still in the everyday oil box, never opened. I know this for a fact. I meet people all the time that got starter kits and they never opened them because they didn't know what to do or they were afraid of them. So just do this, trust me. And then ask them if they're getting the results that they're desiring. And then at that time, like if you open the door, schedule a time for another check-in, okay, you know, in the next week. So the second and third week, find out their progress, check in with them, call them, ask them, you know, if they've seen any changes in starting the product, any questions. Ask for referrals at this point, people that would be interested in having the same experience that they are. Well, do you know anybody, anybody else who would like to experience uh, you know, a day without an afternoon slump, right? <laughs> or would you like to know anybody else who would like to experience a really restful night of sleep? Okay. And then schedule another time to talk, all right? So that's just simple. So you do that for the next two weeks. And then after that, check in with them, especially week four, and check in with them and see if there's any more changes. Make any suggestions of other products that would help them to obtain their goals. And you can do that in the other calls as well, but I'm just also making a point that it's in there. And also share, I do it at the beginning. I, even when I enroll somebody, I do share the benefits of essential rewards. And so you may check on, in on that during the other calls, but definitely on the fourth call, hit the essential rewards and set the auto ship date because they've been using the products a month. 
and then you can suggest some things that might be more supportive to help, you know, their bodies as they're going towards whatever goal they're trying to accomplish. So this is the time when you really transition them into that essential rewards. So then you're going to be getting the next month order, okay? So, you know, so we're going with that. And then, again, ask for referrals. And ask them to, even if distance is an issue, ask them if they'd like to host a gathering you know, people that would like to learn about the oils and have the same benefits as they would have, you know. And you can do this either live, you could do it through Skype, you could do it through Google Hangout, whatever it is. And so that is really how your business explodes. And that's how I exploded my business at the beginning. I went to my very first expo in August of 2001, and I enrolled seven people. And to this day, two of those people are my huge legs of mine. And I remember I followed up with those seven people. One lady told me to stick it in my eye, and she was so mean. Another lady was really sweet, and I still talk to her every now and then. I mean, she's never done a business. She's just, you know, really cool. Another lady, uh, she used the products a while, and then she fell off. I know that. And then one became a builder, and the other person, the, out of the six people, one went underneath her as a, as a leg. And then the other couple that was um, I sponsored at this event, the, the, the sixth one, <laughs> the first time I followed up with them, they told me to stick it in my eye. I mean, seriously, they're like, no, we don't need your help. Pull, click. And I was like, well, that sucked. <laughs> you know, I was like brand new and terrified, you know, making my follow-up calls. But funny thing is a few months later, I got a call from them and they wanted me to come to a class for them. So just don't ever be discouraged no matter what, you know. Even if you're terrified knocking your knees when you first start, don't worry about it, you know. You you cannot be as terrified as I was because I was antisocial and making these follow-up calls was terrifying to me. <laughs> so ask for those referrals and then ask, you know, offer. And I always said this to all of those people on the phone. Well, if you've got any friends and family that would like to learn about the oils, just let me know and I'll come over because you know, these were all local people. I'll just come over and bring my oils and my book, and we'll just, you know, I'll share the oils. And I got, out of that, I got two, two within that, you know, that first follow-up. <clears throat> so and that, and those legs now are well, let's just say they're very healthy legs. We'll put it that way. They'll be diamond, they'll be legs that call from me to diamond. We'll put it that way. So then, you know, when you're doing those calls you know, at week four and five, so if appropriate, share the benefits of any referrals and what that might mean to them financially. And you'll know that because you've built a relationship with these people. You'll know if they've got tight finances. You'll know if they hate their job, You'll know, especially if you're a good question asker, okay? And if they were a customer when they enrolled, explain the benefits of being a distributor at this point, especially if they're going to give you referrals. And this is a strategy that you can use. So you sponsored John, and John's like, nah, I'm not really that interested, but here, you know, I got so-and-so and so-and-so who's interested. You call those two people, and then they want to join. So you call John back and say, hey, John, look, your friend here, this one and that one, they're interested in buying starter kits. Heck, I mean, this bonus for you, what, you know, where you at with that? <laughs> Go back and check with them and, and see if they want to do it. And it really it ignites a fire within your team. And then answer any questions, of course, as always. But your follow-up after week four and five, you know, you are still going to maintain your contact with them. I'm going to get into some of that is 
uh, little more nitty gritty when I get into the whole, how do you support the whole team? Okay. Cause supporting the whole team, when you're brand new and you got a hundred people, it's not a problem. We have a thousand people. It becomes more challenging if you don't have systems. When you have 10,000 people in your team, then it's like, oh my gosh, how can I communicate with everybody to some degree? So they know I'm alive. And if they need me, they do. If they don't, they don't, you know, and, and some leaders in your team are not going to want you to contact their people and that's okay. So get over it. You know, if somebody in your organization says, Hey, I don't really want you contacting my team. I'm doing my, all my support. Just be thankful. <laughs> really just say cool, you know, and, and be happy that they're just taking the reins and they're going to be supporting their people. And because it does get confusing if, these people are receiving emails from you and the upline and the upline and the upline and the upline. And they're like, who are all these people? They, they, people often don't understand the structure of network marketing and they just, you know, wanted to get oils and all of a sudden they're getting all these emails. So if any of your team decides that they want to kind of spin off and do their own little thing without you, don't be offended. Actually rejoice that because that person is a true leader if they feel that way. And it's an independent thinker versus somebody who's dependent on you, which is, you know, not the fun way to go. So we're going to talk about leveraging systems here in a minute. And that's how you can contact people via phone, via email, however you're going to do it. So people are going to be very excited. The, the biggest charge they're going to have is within the first month of their order. And it's going to be very fresh. So it's really important to do these follow-up calls. And get yourself a scheduler or a contact management system so that you can know how to do this, or not know how to do this, but be able to keep everybody straight. <laughs> That's always a challenge for sure. So if you've got a new business partner, make sure you meet them in person or via face-to-face -face with Skype or FaceTime or something like that, and introduce them to your system. And don't force your system on them. A lot of my team members, I just say, you know, this is what I've got in place. If there's any of it that you want, you can brand it yourself and put your own name on everything if for the most part. I mean, there's a, you know, I wrote a training manual that I would like to keep my name on it. But there is, because I authored it, but in general, every material I have is to take and do whatever they want with. So I just make sure that they know where the resources, is, resources are. But do people fall through the cracks? Absolutely. And we don't ever want that to happen. But when your organization goes from 100 to 5,000 or 1,000 even, even 500, people slip through the cracks sometimes and you think you're doing the best job possible. And then all of a sudden you get a, a call from somebody who's like, I'm not getting any support. Blah, and you're just like, what? I've never heard from you. And, and you feel really bad. Don't. It's part of what happens. So don't worry about that. So when you're working with your team, it's really like in this video, it's beyond just sponsoring about ten people. You're getting going. It's really important to have some systems. So these systems will help you utilize your time efficiently so you can pass on the system to your builders to help them get off and running. And that's what we call duplication, right? Is part of that is the system. The the system is everything from that first class that you do and how you lay out that presentation all the way to how do you support that entire team on a daily, monthly, weekly, annual basis. And so it's really important to have things in place. I, for a long time, was not great with all of it. 
you know, I would do things, but I really didn't have a system. And I was guided by my mentor, Tom, on how to put those things in place. And it really, really helped me. And I really worked, um, how do you want to say this? I used to work from, I'd be on the phone from 9 a.m. until about 9 or 10 p.m. at night. And I was on the phone every minute of the day with my downline. And that didn't work for my lifestyle. Like, all I did was talk on the phone. And it was really awful. And people would call me about everything, you know, whether it was what do I use to call my crying baby all the way to really serious things. And, you know, I felt like really uncomfortable with that too because I wasn't a doctor and people are asking me these questions. So I started to trans. If you're stuck in that situation right now, especially with all the stuff that's going out with the FDA and we cannot be telling people what to do, if you've got those people dependent on you, the way that I got people independent was I really guided, guided them back to resources that they could look things up. Because I basically told them, what I'm going to tell you is in this reference book. So I know you've got the reference book, right? And they'd be like, yeah, because I either sold it to them or I, they ordered it right away. I said, great, go to page 45, or whatever the page was, and let's go through this together. And I showed them how to use the reference book. And then, you know, when people would call me and they would do that, after a while, it was like, okay, you know, they were on their own, and I don't get those calls anymore. Yes, people do, call, you know, ask me questions and stuff like that, but I'm not on the phone 12 hours a day like I was. It was terrible. So I didn't have a life at all. I was on the phone all the time or email all the time. And I also, because I am a professional, I charge for consults. You know, if people want to go through their health regimen with me and they want to get back on track for wellness, I offer my services as a professional and I charge them for it. And this is the way it was. If somebody called me with a quick question, five minute or less question, I wouldn't charge them for it. If they sent me an email, of course, I wouldn't charge them for it. If somebody calls me and says, oh, I'd like to, you know, get back into my size eight jeans. Well, it's definitely not a five-minute question, and, and it, for me to answer it in five minutes is just not right because I don't know what's going on with that person. And I would say, you know what, really to do, and this is the truth, I'd say in order to really do justice for you and your situation and know what's going on, I think it would be best to do a consultation and really go through everything and see where you're at and then go from there. And so as a professional, I can do that. And if you've had a lot of training you know, you can do programs like CNHP, Certified Natural Health Professionals, CNHP. I don't know if it's org or edu. There's a lot of things you can do. And I'm not saying you need to be a professional to do this business, but if you ever wanted to go that route, that is definitely something to, to look into. But to be honest, it's easier and more simple not to go the professional route <laughs> and just point people toward resources because, yeah, it's nice to do consults every now and then, but it really is more liberating, especially with your time, to really empower people and show them how to use the references. Because I personally, my goal is to empower people with their own knowledge and know where to find answers, not to make them codependent on me. And I still feel like, you know, when people need consults, I love doing them. But my goal, even in a consult, is to educate people and to empower them. And I always tell my clients, you know, if you know anybody is in the same situation as you, please share your story, you know, so that you can help people with your story. 
So, anyways, I'm just got a little tangent there, but I'm just this is a little personal hot topic with me that I'm very passionate about. So, there's many ways to reach out to your organization. The best way to maintain primary contact is person to person. Now, when you have thousands of people, you can't do that, but especially when you first meet somebody, person to person, I spend a lot of time in that initial contact with somebody that I enroll and sponsor. I don't always sponsor them, but I enroll them and, you know, you know maybe pair them up with somebody in a team. I spend a lot of, I really want to connect with them person to person. So I'll do this live. You can do it via video chat or phone. I get people through my website interested in the oils. Instead of answering emails, you know, through, you know, answering questions about health through emails, which is I am so not comfortable with, I'll just say, hey, you know, would you like to set up a quick phone call? And I get to know that person and make me a real person behind the Internet page versus uh, some who knows who behind the email, right? <laughs> you don't know when you're emailing somebody. So if you've established this initial relationship, then you can text or email that person in the future. You can ask them, you know, are you a texter? Do you like email? You know, a lot of people don't even, when I first started Young Living, we were still doing snail mail. Every, I was sending out snail mail newsletters every month. <laughs> and then the email came in, and we all switched from hard copy newsletters to email newsletters. And then now the open rates, I'm going to give you those stats in just a minute. The open rates are terrible for the most part especially when you're emailing your whole organization. So now people get so many emails. So now we're going back to mail and in person, taking care of them that way. So again, you know, if you have that established relationship with that person, text or email, you, you'll know which is the best way to get them. So it makes it more simple. But do not reply, or not reply, do not rely, where <laughs> reply came from, don't rely on email as the primary way to keep in touch with people. If you just broadcast to your organization without really establishing friendships with these people and relationships, only 15 to 20% of your emails will get opened. So you got like 1,000 people, 15% of that's only 150 out of 1,000 or 200 out of 1,000. There's a lot of people, even at 20%, 800 people that aren't, you know, getting your message. So if your email list is really primed, you know, and you've really, you know, done your your foundation work, you can definitely have higher numbers. But as your organization grows and gets really huge, you may not have established all those relationships <laughs> and then you send out an email to your organization and you may only get a 20% open rate and uh, where about the other 80% right so that's why you cannot rely on email is your only way of community even how many if I could ask you to raise your hand how many of you have emails in your inbox that you are meaning to read but you just didn't get to it and it's like everybody's hand will be raising. I've got emails I've got that I need to open and read, and all of a sudden it's like a week later and I lost it, and then I, it's gone. I meant to read it. So mass emails really have low open rates. It's just a fact. So there are programs out there that you can do text or voice blast. I think it's, oh, boy, what is it? 
call them all. Yes, I've done a few call them all. And it's C-A-L-L-E-M-A-L-L, like call them all, like a, like how do you even, C-A-L-L-E-M-A-L-L.com, where you can do a voice broadcast. And I've done that for classes, like big classes, like Young Living is coming to town, okay? I'll, I did a call them all for the local area for that workshop so that everybody knew Young Living was in town. And there are also texting programs that you can do that as well. And you can have people opt in, literally opt into announcements so that they can get that text, you know, from you. And you might do te- text tips, you know, you might brand it as a, uh, a little subscription service that they get as a benefit of being in your organization. You know, I don't know. You can go to town with that, but just know that there's some other ways, especially when you develop those relationships to reach out and touch people. And it's not a lot of money to do these things as well. Email costs a lot. I think I spend $150 a month for my email subscription service, and I've got over 10,000 emails in that that I'm emailing to. So, you know, it's it does cost you something, you know, when you send out all those emails, especially to a broad, you know, large group. So this is how we keep, I'm going to break it down now into daily, biweekly, you know, all this stuff, like what does this look like? Kind of like what I just did when you enroll the new person. How does it look like on a daily basis, biweekly basis, yada, yada, yada. So on a daily basis, first I invite you to create a Facebook group for your team. And then post in there on a daily basis. So your goal is to get your your hot ones, we'll put it that way, <laughs> your hot people into the Facebook group and interact, okay? Because those are the ones that are usually going to turn into business builders as well. But you can support people through the Facebook. And it's also really nice, too, because if you can't get there, usually somebody else will answer somebody's question as well before you even get there. If, if you, for some reason you can, you posted in there and then you couldn't get back to it and somebody else had a question, you, often your other leaders will jump in and answer questions. So daily check the Facebook and post in there. Reach out to your team members and follow up you know, and, and, and do question answers as well. That's also part of the daily thing. And you you may get to the point where people just are automatically emailing you questions and or you know texting you questions and such. All right, so that's the daily thing. So question answering, reaching out, yada yada, and then also the Facebook group. My goal is to really get people into that group and create that community. I feel it's very important to do that because with community also has results in commitment. Okay. Versus you just talking to them and answering their questions, if somebody's in that community, they feel much more support. And they look and, oh, there's like a 1,000 people in this group or whatever. You know, it's pretty cool. So biweekly, you can do your email announcements and articles, like your little newsletters and stuff like that, biweekly. You know, you can either do it, uh, you know, Monday, Thursday, or you can do it you know, before you have an event or something like that or whatever's going on. You can do that twice a week without being obnoxious, you know. So on a weekly basis, do a live presentation. So that could be in person. It could be a webcast. Uh, you know, commit to yourself to doing at least one live presentation a week. 
to educate current members and new members. However, you know, often it's a combination of both when you're doing these events. And like what I do is I do a big conference call training every week as well. That's open to everybody, but it's also, it was originally created for my own team. So weekly do something as well to support everybody. Okay. Your live presentation may be your local community or it could be new budding members that are across the country that you're doing, you know, they're webcasting you in. So on a monthly basis, my, I review my downline and then do new rank recognition. And that's something I do monthly. It's like, you know, who reached star, senior star, executive, you know, on and on. And I do, um, I send out cards. That's one of the most important things that I do. And then also if you're creating, you know, you want to send out a token of other appreciation, you can do that as well. And then quarterly, I, now mind you, I want to reach everybody in every way possible. So quarterly I do a postcard. And it's the most cost-efficient way to get information in front of somebody you know and even if you're doing a, a postcard on a special for that month or an event that's going on or you're just doing whatever that person may not go to the event but you're branding yourself you're getting your name in front of them at least four times a year and I don't I don't do the entire postcard mailing myself I do people I've sponsored and some of my really small legs but anybody who is a senior star, I mean, no, I'm sorry, executive and above, they do their own postage. It's cheap for me to have you printing do, a, you know, a couple thousand cards. Well, a lot of thousands, 5,000 cards or something like that. But it's not, um, you know, I, for me to do all that postage is, is really hard. So I don't do that. So what I do is I do my own, and then I will send the cards to the team leaders and say, you do your postage and you do your your labels, and then I'll just pay for having them printed. And so that's how we do it. So that goes out quarterly. So I'm reaching people by mail with something tangible. I'm emailing them. I've got the conference calls going. We've got social media going. We've got texting going, if that's something they want to opt into. And then we have live trainings on a smaller aspect, but that brings me to the semi-annual. We do a larger Super Saturday where we have multiple speakers come in. So, again, when, just to review really quick, daily is the Facebook group, answering questions, you know, emails. You're just reaching out, doing kind of that busy stuff. Biweekly emails and articles, you know, what's cool, what's happening, you know, what's going on in Young Living. Weekly, do a live presentation of some type, however that works for you, and a big conference call for your team, whether it's business or, pro, you know, product training, whatever. And monthly, go through your team, check your new ranks, do any recognition. Even if you are really tight on money, you can't afford a postcard or a card, call a person to say, you know, I noticed you just reached Senior Star. You're amazing. Thank you. Rock on. How can I help you? <laughs> like, okay. So, you know, or send them a card in the mail. Like, I send a card. And then quarterly, I do a postcard mailing. Semi-annually, I do Super Saturdays. And then you can always create a big annual event or you can use convention as your big annual event to get people to that. I prefer to use convention and work on getting people to convention all year long. All right. So the other thing is when people need help in my organization, I do coachings one-on-one -on -one by appointment only. 
So in general, people know to text me because I don't have my phone on ever. It's like the ringer is never on. So if somebody calls me, it's going to go to voicemail anyways. And I just tell people, look, if you need to talk to me, just text me and we'll set up an appointment. Sometimes I'm available right away. Sometimes it may be tomorrow. But everybody knows to text me, and then I'll be by my phone when we call and we've got a time. So I invite you to block time out so that you aren't losing your whole day on the phone that are, is is really, the, how do you say, this is a time that you're going to be doing your live coachings with your team members it, as individuals. You know, like maybe one to four or one to three. You can do three a day or, you know, however, you can do it any way you want to organize it. But set it up that way. It's also a good way for your team to learn boundaries. So they're not calling you at all hours of the night, like I used to be on the phone at all hours of the night. So you've got an appointment from 1 to 1.30 doing a, co- a coaching. And then at 1.30, time is going on, and you're like, okay, you know, it's 1.28. You got anything else that you need to ask me because I got an appointment at 1.30. You know, it really keeps your time managed very well. Because if you don't do that, you're going to be on the phone for three hours with that same person, and then your day is half gone. I know this from experience. So do appointments only. Put people in blocks of 15 minutes to a half hour, sometimes an hour. If a new business builder is calling me and I want to help them get started, we schedule an hour. If it's a follow-up with that person, I'll ask them, do you need 15 minutes or a half hour? So that's just how I, you know, how I determine how much time they need. And then that also creates boundaries for your team, and then they learn to do the same thing. So how do you keep everybody happy besides what I just told you and still having your own life? Because I've met so many people that get stuck at silver because they're micromanaging the organization trying to make everybody happy. So, again, guide them to groups like Facebook or whatever you want to do, online forum or something like that, and have them converse with you that way. Like I said, if they have a question and you're not there, somebody else will usually pipe in and do that. And you can also do coachings outside of just the one-on-ones, but set up group coaching calls with your team. Set it up by team-specific, like silvers and their team, golds and their team, you know, however you want to do that. Or you can even figure it out by rank. All executives, if you're really big, all executives go to one call, all silvers go to one call, you know. So you can golds go to one call. You can do it however you want. You can play with that. I was doing it according to silver teams. I would have you know, one or two silver leaders, depending on the size of their group, per call, and then we would do the call that way. So it worked out really well. And then empower your leaders to create support links for their own teams as well. And even if they want to spin off and do their own call and don't want to come to yours anymore, celebrate, okay? Totally, totally celebrate. Just be like, that person is flying out of the nest. Thank God. Another thing I learned is record your trainings or record FAQs, like frequently asked questions. And then people, like I recorded some comp plan trainings, which you guys have seen on my website. And I've also recorded FAQs on different things that people would ask me over and over and over and over and over. So if somebody asked me a question, I would just send them the recording link and say, here, watch this. Then let me know if you've got questions. Then you know, because even to explain somebody the comp plan, if they hear it first and then they write down their questions where they're unclear, then the second time I'll go in with them and explain it to them, 
they'll already have picked up some stuff from that first time, and then we clarify the, those questions, and then we go back and we can clarify it again as many times as it takes for them to learn a comp plan. But it empowers them, and then they are able to uh, to really be empowered with their learning. Because comp plan takes, a, you know, it's got to be in chunks. And even with frequently asked questions, when I start doing that, and I pretty much have a video for everything oh, or a conference call, it's just awesome. I'm not explaining the same thing over and over and over. So trust me, it's a good one. Or I've got a hard copy document. I can just copy and send it or share it through Dropbox. So how, I guess another question people often ask, and this is a really hard thing for me to learn, was trying to get people to step up and do their own presentations. Because when I first started, I would do everybody's presentations forever. <laughs> it was really hard. So I do this. I get people to do their own presentations by leveraging the enroller points. And there's a couple ways you can do this. You can do it as a timeline, such as for the first 60 or 90 days that person has stepped up to do a business, you give them enroller and sponsor when you do classes with them or presentations or Google Hangouts or whatever. Or I personally like the I do, we do, you do plan <laughs> where I do the first presentation and I bring that person in on testimonials. I'll say, you know, I'll go frankincense and I'll read what's in the catalog on frankincense and I'll look to my new business builder and say, hey, how do you use frankincense since you got your kit? And I'll just have that person share a little bit of what they're doing. And that's how I bring that person in on their first pre, you know, on the first presentation to get them warmed up a little bit. So then the second present, and I during that first presentation, I will give them enroller and sponsor, so they can get a good taste of what it's like to do these events on their own. The second one, we do it together. I'll say, what do you feel comfortable with? The first part, the second part. Do you want to just split up the oils and you talk about those and I talk about these? So we split it. And then we also split the 50-50 enroller and sponsor. They will be the sponsor for everybody, but if we're doing the we do, you can also do it where, you know, every other one, you take one, they take one as the enroller points so that you get some of that benefit and as well as them. And then by the third time, which is the you do part, they should be flying solo, and then they would keep all their enroller points. But if he or she wants to keep, have you keep doing their classes, I will take the enroller points and they'll get the sponsorship. So you might need to go back and listen to that again, what I just said. The I do, we do, you do. The I do, they get enroller and sponsor. The we do, they get sponsored, but I do 50-50 with enroller. And the you do, of course, they'd be enroller and sponsor, but if they don't want to be the presenter, I'll take the enroller and they get the sponsor on all of them. It's just a way to, how do you want to say this? When you've been doing this a long time, I'll put it that way. When you've been doing this a long time and people keep asking you back to do this, the classes over and over and over and they're not stepping up to do these classes on their own, you start to get sour in your stomach. And so I was thinking, like, how do I do this without feeling like sour and, you know, having some resentment, even though they're in my organization, I just felt bad because I knew that person was, you know, you have a class of 10 and you've got, say, 10 people that enroll with a starter kit, it's 500 bucks. And I was like, how? You know, they're just having me go around there so they can make easy 500 bucks. Well, when you do it this way, you can draw some really good lines in the sand. 
just be honest. And you love everybody, but you got to be fair to yourself and create your own boundaries so that you don't burn out. And I'll be honest, almost everybody does, I do, <laughs> and then they're pretty much doing it the second time. Instead of the we do, it's like they're already doing it. And it's not even because of the enroller thing. It's just because they just look at what you're doing. If you make your presentation simple enough, they're going to look at you and go, good grief, I can do that. <laughs> and then they're going to be doing it on their own. They just needed that support that first time. And that's why in that first time I go through the presentation, but I ask them on every oil, you know, how are they using that oil since they got their kit? so that they get a taste of presenting and they're, you know, they don't even have to time even, I don't even tell them what we're going to do. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, Mary, you know, how have you used these since you got it? Oh, well, blah, 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 you know. And, and so they're, they don't even realize they're co-presenting really at that point. But then they're like, well, I can do that. I was already up there talking about that. This is easy. I just talk, read what's in the catalog and tell a story, you know, and, and it really is pretty awesome. So, very, very cool way to get people going and flying on their own. So let's wrap up with talking about who to focus on. Let's go back to the Pareto principle, if you ever remember that, the 80-20 rule. 20% of your team will create 80% of your results. So you focus on that 20%. And you also have to narrow it down and really identify your leaders. Because even at 20%, so you've got, you know, 1,000 people in your group. 20% is 200. That would keep you real busy. Honestly, I just say this straight up, you can really only closely mentor about six people at a time. If you're doing more than six and you're a leader listening to this call, please let me know how you're doing more. <laughs> because if you, I mean, you're going to support everybody. But I mean really take under your wing. And the idea is you take somebody under your wing really close for a period of time and then they come out of your nest and you bring somebody else really close under your wing and then you take them out of your nest. Because ideally you, you, want your, you want to build those frontline leaders and then they know what to do and they can build their six and their six and their six, right? And go down and that's how everybody gets the diamond and royal crown diamond and you know, all the way. So when you do that, they, they've already got that as a system in place. So you focus on that 20% and you really ID those leaders. But the most discerning thing you've got to do is you've got to learn who to give your time to that deserves it, not the energy vampires that need it, the needy people, the ones that call you because they want to know, you know, they've been in your organization for two years and they're still asking you what oil to use for a scrape. You know what I mean? There's a lot of that. So those that are deserving your time, are the ones that are out there sponsoring. They're in action. They're going to classes to learn themselves. They're reading books. They're showing up on the calls. These are the people that you're looking and you're seeing that they're doing. Even if they're not sponsoring somebody, but they're trying real hard and they've got a good attitude and, you know, all that jazz. That's a person that deserves it. And the people that, you know, you hang up the phone, you got a pit in your stomach, you're like, oh, that's a person that needs it. You know, same questions over and over and over and over. And so you got to be very discerning with that and know how to draw those boundaries. And that's why I've created the appointments. That's why I've created, even if people are asking me, you know, health programs and they're trying to do that, I'm like, you know, I I charge for that because I'm a professional. So those that need it have, you know, 
they just there's an energy about that, and they just want to be told what to do. And you can guide them to resources that can help them do that. So I know that's kind of a – it's not like you're trying to, like, just push everybody aside, but when you've got an organization that's larger, if you want to go beyond silver, you really have to learn this principle. You can get to silver and micromanage an organization, but to go beyond silver, you really need to learn the power of leverage and discernment. So anyway, there's your training for today on following up and taking care of your team. So thanks for dialing in and listening, and let's go ahead and open the lines, everybody. Hang on. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. 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 Thank you.